We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brian, it is now time for game predictions. And so what our predictions are going to be is we can, we're going to take them any way we want. And we want to hear from you guys. And some of you have already put your predictions in here. I want to hear what you guys have uh, to say about it. We're, we're not going to do a mailbag today. So we there are a couple super chats that we're going to answer at the end. Uh, but uh, we're, not, we're just going to kind of get into this. But I still want to hear from you guys as far as what your predictions are, Brian. And, and one of the challenges of, of doing predictions this early in the season for me is we just don't know who, what this, what either team is going to be yet. And, and the, right. the greater uncertainty is there's of the four coordinators, right? Actually of the six coordinators, if you want to get into special teams, there's one returner from last year. I believe that's Al Golden. That's it. Navy yeah. has a new offensive and defensive coordinator. Now that's a tad. I want to be, make sure we're clear their new defensive coordinator was their linebackers coach last year. So it's right. more similar to the Jared Parker because now the head coach is the, or the former defensive coordinator is now the head coach, a guy that had been with him since 2019 at Navy and was at, with him at Kennesaw State. P.J. Volker is now the defensive coordinator. So it's not quite like you're changing philosophies, right? But it's still a new coordinator. You have new offensive coordinators at both schools. And I believe Navy also has a new coordinator as well on special teams. So a lot of new coordinators, a lot of new faces. We don't really know what these teams are going to look like. So it can make the prediction even more daunting than normal. But I want to get into it, Ryan. And and so we're going to give our predictions and we're going to talk about what what you see. Like, where did you come from from your prediction? How do you see the game playing out? And then also kind of find out if this prediction comes true, this is who I think will shine in the game. And, and if the prediction doesn't come true, will be some of the reasons. So I'll, I'll ask those individually, Ryan, I'm just setting people up. Yeah. But first and foremost, what is your score prediction for this game, Ryan? And how did you get there? I, I ended up going with 42 to 10 as my final, obviously in favor of Notre Dame. I actually originally, Brian, had it a little bit higher in Notre Dame's favor. I think I had like 49-10 at one point or 48-10, to 10, kind of a little bit of a crooked score there. But ultimately, I brought it down a little bit. Not as much about the actual game. It's just the new 
first down clock stop rules, right? Like as far mm-hmm. as it not stopping. So I brought down the scoring a little bit, which got me to 42 to 10. I just, I really think this offense is going to come out and open up and be able to open it up a little bit. Right. So I think that Notre Dame's going to be able to score at a pretty good premium. And one thing that I don't think we, we talk about enough sometimes with the experience factor, because I think of Navy's offense specifically is that Navy's offense technically has some good experience coming back four or five offensive linemen quarterback that's played obviously the fullback who's played but i don't think all experience is always good experience right and i don't think we talk about that enough like i remember north Car- remember north carolina's offensive line last year where you're like man they got four or five starters coming back it's like the guys they're, they're not very good they weren't good <laughs> yeah yeah. So, yeah and i think that i think Navy's offense has a little bit of that so i just really don't see them scoring a ton on a defense in a second year under Al Golden, a defense that should be more well understood, should be more muscle memory attached this year than it was last year. So I ended up 42 to 10 because I think Notre Dame's offense opens up a little bit. And I think the the defense is a little bit staunchier than it was in that game last year. So Ryan, the next part of my question is if this game, you said it was four, what was it again? 40, 42 to 10, 42 to 10. 10. So if this game goes that way, who are a couple players on offense and a couple players on defense that you see really shining in this game? I know we have talked about offensively that Notre Dame doesn't have to necessarily come out and throw the football around the yard to be like that team, right? Like you can come establish your identity and then let Sam Hartman kind of work off of it and be a balanced offense. I actually think that this might be a game where Jared Parker comes out and says, Let's let's open up the run game a little bit with the pass to start out this game and get off to a little bit of a fast start passing the football. So I think Sam Hartman is going to come in and he's going to show exactly why people have been excited about seeing him in a Notre Dame uniform. So I think Sam Hartman's going to have a nice football game. And I think in the, the during the course of the game, one of these wide receivers, especially, is going to really step up. I kind of lean towards Tobias Merriweather because ultimately I just don't think that Navy has outside corners that are really going to be able to counteract that combination of length and explosiveness. So I think that he makes a couple big plays in this game. I think Notre Dame's passing game sets up the running game to be a lot more efficient than it was last year because they kind of open up the offense a little bit to start this game out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. 
Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's gametime.co. You know, it's interesting, Ryan. When when you talk about this Navy versus Notre Dame rivalry, there's somebody in the chat that said, you know, I don't know, it's going to be hard to get 50 versus Navy. I'm curious how the new clock rules are going to impact that. But if you really think about it, when Notre Dame has come out smoking on offense, that's exactly what they've done. In yeah. 2019, they they won 52 to 20 over a Navy team that went 11 and two that year. Uh, they scored 44 in 2018. They scored 49 in 2014. They scored 50 in 2012 and 56 in 2011. Yeah. So when the Notre Dame offense is rolling, they have had that kind of success against Navy. Now, the one big difference between this Navy team and those Navy teams is this Navy team is legit good against stopping the run. Those ones were not. So I'm very curious how that's going to be, uh, how that's going to play out. And then um, d- d- defensively, Ryan, defensively, who are yeah. some of the guys that you think could really – that are going to really – you can go – that you think will shine or do you think need to shine in order? Because, like, holding Navy to 10 in the opener is yep. not going to be easy. That's a heck of a defensive performance, in my opinion, for Notre Dame in this game. It is. I think that one player for me is J.D. Bertrand. I think that – I mean, he's just like one of those guys I think is just kind of built to play against a triple option, right? He's a heady, physical kid that's going to be in the right spots more often than not. So I think that he's going to rack up a ton of tackles. And I am going to lead towards what you what you said to me yesterday, Brian, is that I think Cam Hart's going to have a big play in this football game. I don't know if it's going to be a pick six. I don't know if it's going to be an interception in general, but there's going to be some big play in this game that Cam Hart's going to be involved in. Maybe he scoops and scores. Maybe he picks it. Maybe he forces a fumble. I don't know. But I think that everyone's talking about Benjamin Morrison this offseason, and for very good reason, right? One of the best corners in college football. But I think – Cam Hart in the secondary is going to steal a little bit of the lore in this one, at least early on in this game. I think he makes a big play, but I think J.D. Bertrand has a mess of tackles in this one. I think him not playing in last year's game is one of the more overlooked aspects of recalling that game from people. And the fact that he was a late scratch. So he took reps last year going leading into the game. And if you look at what J.D. – I mean, it's not only because of J.D., but he did play the year before, and they completely shut Navy down, one thirty-four to six in two thousand and twenty-one. Yep. And so we're going to see how that how that kind of goes. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out, right? So now the flip side to your prediction: yep. if the game is more competitive, what do you think are going to be factors to that game being more competitive? 
as part more competitive than your prediction because again what 42 to 10 right yes you know let's say it's a much more competitive game what would be the reasons why what would be your your biggest concerns i guess is a way of looking at it the only thing offensively that i think is really hamstrung notre dame is if they are something that we think that they're not going to be right brian and that's to be a little bit more diverse right if notre dame comes out and is just kind of I don't want to say mirror to last year, but a little bit more predictable than what we're expecting them to be. I think that limits your offense, obviously, right? Because maybe your run game doesn't get going and it forces Sam Hartman to have to do things a little bit more out of structure than maybe you wanted to go into this game. So I think it's just maybe a little bit of complacency or a little bit of just predictability offensively. I think that's the biggest thing that could hamstrung this offense against the Navy team. Because honestly, if Notre Dame's clicking, I just don't think Navy has anything that could stop them. Like, I really don't. I think that they have every tool in the holster to be able to make a lot of big plays in this game. So I think it's predictability offensively and defensively. I mean, honestly, it's just it's being your own worst enemy. I really do think that, man. It's like, like the wrong spots, making a rash judgment, not attacking the pitch man hard enough on an outside, you know, like getting sucked up against a pass play. So I think most – this is it sounds weird because we're going to go to like the Ohio State game at some point, right? Even NC State, where we're going to say, if this guy doesn't match up against this player, then that player could win a lot of plays, right? But I think it's more of a lapses of what Notre Dame could do that's going to affect them, right? It's what they're not Agree. doing more than what Navy's going to do, if that Agree makes completely. sense. Yeah. I, I so would say that's what happened. Would you not say, Ryan, that that's exactly what happened last year in the second half? Oh, it was more about... Yeah, of course, Navy changed their pressures and all that, but Notre Dame not handling it well to me is hundred percent was the was the big reason. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so I really think it's it's miscues defensively, uh, not being assignment sound, and offensively, it's if they're if they're not as unpredictable as I'm hoping they they are, then they get in that predictable kind of slump like we saw in last, not quite as bad as last year's second half, but they get into like something similar where it's just like. We know what you're doing, guys. Like, you have to do something. Where's the adjustment to this? There's just no adjustment. So I think it's Notre Dame's wor- own worst enemy this game if this game is close. Here's one, Ryan, uh, and I didn't give you a heads up on this. I'm just I, – I, I want this to be a little bit of fun today. If Notre Dame wins the game the way that you think they're going to win the game – or the, not you think, but the way you're predicting they're going to win the game, what is going to be the biggest storyline coming out of that game about Notre Dame? I think it's going to be Jared Parker, honestly. Like, I, I think that if, if Notre Dame comes out offensively the way I think they can, no one's going to talk as much about Sam Hartman because it's like, okay, Sam Hartman still throws a lot of for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Cool. Like, we've seen that in the past already, right? I think the storyline is going to be Notre Dame looks interesting offensively. Like, wow, they're, they're actually doing some different stuff. So I think Jared Parker is going to get a lot of the headlines. The new offense at Notre Dame is going to get a lot of the headlines. So I, I don't think it's going to be an individual player as much. I think it's more an identity thing that people are going to look at and be like, well, I don't want to say shocked. They're going to be like, huh, the Notre Dame team looks a little bit more creative than maybe they have in years past offensively. Right, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna give mine. I have. I have literally written down a different score three times just during the show. That's how back yeah. and forth I've been on this prediction. And I, I, I was at one point in time. Here's some different scores I've come up with this week: thirty-four sure. to twenty, uh, thirty-one seventeen, um, thirty to thirteen, forty-nine to ten. I'm. I've been all over the map because I've been able to convince myself of it going in a million different directions because of the uncertainty of game one and of the triple option. 
But what I settled down on, Ryan, is is kind of what I think it should be, in my opinion, and and what I think it should be, uh, as far as at least kind of like a okay, this is this is a good performance, not like a wow, like they could they go out there and light Navy up? Yeah, we've seen them do it before, Ryan. We've seen them do it recently. A, a really good Navy team. They they hung a fifty two spot on like three seasons ago. Fifty, burger, but more yeah. so, just this is a this is what a good Notre Dame performance looks like, and that's thirty eight to thirteen. Sure. And I think Navy will, Navy will have some plays where, where, you know, they may hit a big play to set up a touchdown. They may get a short field on something to set up a touchdown. They'll, they'll have three scoring possessions. Notre Dame's red zone defense is going to show a little bit of improvement because they're going to force two field goals in those situations, which is important for them. I think the Notre Dame offense is going to be, is going to be, is going to be explosive, but is also going to have some game one rust, right? That just is kind of part of game one especially if there's a little bit of rain, which there's some talk about there being some rain this weekend too. But if Notre Dame wins 38-13, I'm a very happy guy, right? Because what have I said my number one objective in this game is, Ryan? Survive in advance. I mean, it's the triple option. It's the new system. Yes, I'll be disappointed if they win 21-20. to But I won't care because the big thing is get the W, come back home, and get right against Tennessee State. That That's really where I'm at. But as far as what a good performance would be, 38-13 is where I'm at. And, and I think that that's, that's, that's where I've settled in on during the show. You, you'll see it, right? Like, literally, you can see how I keep writing over the, the score. See how it's dark? Because I keep writing over yeah. the score. I might change it a bunch of different times, uh, even during the show. And I've been changing it all week. But 38-13, had to make it official. 38-13 is where I'm going, Ryan. Now, as far as who I think the, the sort of the guys that will shine – I think yep. if Notre Dame scores 38 or more points, we will be talking about Sam Hartman shining. And not just because he threw for a bunch of yards, but it's what hurt them last year. It's the decision-making. It's getting the sure. protection set correctly. It's it's getting the RPOs pulled and thrown appropriately. It's making sure you're staying ahead of schedule. It's that calming presence on offense. When Navy starts to heat you up, I got this. We're good. Get the ball out. You know, get that first and 10 con- completion for seven yards. It may not seem like, a, oh, wow, that's great. But Notre Dame could have had a lot of more success in the second half if they just could have made some of those type of throws. So I think that calming presence will be uh, the thing that helps them um, helps them sort of be settled down and have a good day on offense. I don't think 38 points against Navy is lighting the world on fire, but it's a good performance against what I think is a, a pretty decent defense that gave up 24 points per game last year with an abysmal offense. Yep. And so that's where I'm at when it comes to uh, to, to that. He's going to have to play well. And then, of course, if he plays well, I think we're going to see some receivers play well. Uh, you, I like the Tobias pick. I'm going to go with Chris Tyree just because I, I just have a feeling that we're going to see them really work him into the offense early for the reasons that we discussed. Maybe that's more wishful thinking uh, to kind of keep you at Navy off balance, you know, with the Jets, maybe a reverse, some screens, but then also getting him involved in the crossers, the overs, the wheels, the seams you know, trying to create some of those big play opportunities uh, in the game. Defensively, Ryan, you nailed J.D. Bertrand. I don't need to add to that. I mean, the the inside linebackers have to be really good for this to work. There's a reason when we talk about, you know, who who are the the option killers? It's always some linebacker. You know, you you remember how good Drew White was coming off the bench in 2018 when Drew Drew Tranquil got hurt? You know, and and I remember – Greer Martini obviously was great against the option. I mean, you've always had those guys that are boy, that 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 it's always a linebacker because they play always. such an important role. Because and, and the reason it's also JD, Ryan, is similar to what I said about Sam Hartman. JD's not just okay, the Mike linebacker is important 
to stopping the option, but it's like, that's your leader. That's your captain. That's your Mike. That's the guy that makes sure that the calls are right. The adjustment calls are made correctly, making sure guys are getting lined up appropriately. You know, he can look at a Jalen Steed and said, go there and do this. Right. And, right. you know, having that presence is going to be, is going to be important for this defense. And so that's why JD is that guy. And the other thing too, Ryan is if Notre Dame shuts Navy's down and holds them to 13 or fewer points, we're going to, the defensive tackles have to play well. And, and so, I mean, it's not just one guy. It's, it's Riley Mills. It's Jason Onye. It's Gabriel Rubio. But a guy that I think could be really big in this game because of just his style of play, I could see Howard Cross having a Kurt Heinish type of game. Remember when Kurt had like 10 tackles against Navy two years ago, just blew up their center all game long? I could see Howard Cross having a similar impact in this game. Notre Dame always has that a little bit undersized defensive tackle that kills Navy. Like, wasn't Trevor Laws like incredible yes. against Navy the one yeah. year? <laughs> like, yeah. Eric Landry, I feel like, was good against Navy. Like, yeah. they always have that yep. type of performance. And then there's always that random safety, like in Duke Way, who had like 20 tackles yeah. at one time against Navy. Like, they like Kyle, McCar- Kyle McCarthy have like a mess of tackles against Navy so, one year okay, as well. Yeah. yeah. Harrison yeah. Smith, I think, had a big game against Navy. I, I believe I thought he had one. And now I'm going to have to go look it up. But I think like early in his career, like tour not early in his career, but early in Kelly's tenure, I believe one of the games they played against Navy, Harrison Smith also had a, a mess of tackles. I'm, I'm gonna go look that yeah. up real quick because I I want to I want to remember, I that, remember game. that in I remember that in Duke Way game was like oh, I don't yeah. think I've ever it's seen like a Notre twenty two tackles or something. Tackles. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, Harrison had let's see, it wasn't that year. Um, I must be wrong. He had ten. I, don't, I thought he had more than that. I thought there was a game against Navy at a bunch of tackles, but it looks like I am incorrect on that one. He had, uh, oh, you know what? It was Air Force. He had 12 tackles against Air Force gotcha. in 2011. But yeah, I thought I could have swore Harrison team. Smith had that. But yeah, Chinadoom had yeah. like 22 tackles in that game. That was a little, that was a little nutty. It was nuts. <laughs> Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Storyline coming out of this game, Ryan, is if Notre Dame wins the way that I think that they're going to win, I think two storylines are going to come out of it. One on offense, one on defense. The one on offense, and and you kind of hit on this a little bit when you said about the interesting offense. To me, I'm going to get more specific. If Notre Dame wins this game impressively, 
we're people are going to come out saying, hey, you know what? No names receivers are actually they're not bad. Like the, the people that had the doubts are going to yeah. be like, wow, those guys made some plays. Like Chris Tyree looks comfortable there. Tobias Merriweather made some big plays in this game. You know, I think I think that's going to be the big storyline. Because to your point, no one's like, oh wow, Sam Harmon's pretty good at throwing the football. Well, yeah, would have thought. <laughs> you know, duh. But I think the question people have is, but does he have the same receivers they had at Wake Forest? Well, we'll find sure. that out. And I think the storyline coming out is going to be that. And then the second one is, if Notre Dame does have the success that we're hoping that they're going to have in this game, another big part of it to me is going to be the, the play of the defensive line. People are going to come and boy, this defensive line is pretty athletic. They are pretty good. If Notre Dame struggles, then I think those two, those two positions are also going to be the storyline in right. this game. And that's the other part of it is if Notre Dame struggles in this game – there's going to be two storylines, and then I'm going to throw in a third. Notre Dame offensive line needs work. That's yeah. the third one. But I think I think the receivers and D-line are going to be storylines coming out of this game no matter which direction it goes. If they play really well, they're going to be a big part of it. If they don't play really well, they're going to be a big part of it. So will the offensive line on that last the, one. The defensive line is a really interesting one, Brian, to backtrack for a second because I talked about this a little bit, I think, in an article yesterday, but – Notre Dame's defensive line is expected to take a huge step forward this year, right? And they've been incredibly impactful this offseason in this fall camp. What if they don't play well? Like, because think about the shockwaves that that sends as a Notre Dame supporter or a person that watches it, right? Because you're expecting the defensive line to be really good. And then I almost get into a panic mode where I'm like, wait, does that mean the offensive line's even worse than maybe like yeah. we're expecting interior-wise? <laughs> right. like, that's not good, man. That's not good. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm really intrigued to see the defensive line, though, because we have high expectations for what we've heard this offseason. And that makes me feel – but all on the other side of things, if they dominate, I'm like, okay, maybe that offensive line is going to be okay. It's just that they were playing against a pretty dang good unit all yeah. offseason. You know what I mean? Right. So that defensive line is going to be very telling, I think, of how good the, the offense and defensive lines for Notre Dame are going to be up front, potentially. That's right. That's right. Ryan, we're going to get a couple quick super chats here before we get out of here. We had a we had a super chat from Fighting Irish Fan ninety one. Uh, he didn't get the question in there, but he did follow up with this question, and he said, "What are your pro, uh, projections for the tight end room for yards, receptions, touchdowns? I have a feeling we're going to be focusing a lot more on running backs and receivers this year. A production decline, but possible team improvement." Ryan, I fully anticipate there being a production decline at tight end for for the reasons that I think Fighting Irish Fan ninety one nailed it. You yeah. look, it's not just that they don't have Michael Mayer. That's reason number one, there's going to be production decline. But the fact that the positions around the tight end room are going to be better. So I, I could see, you know, 40 catches for 550 yards being a really good season this year for the tight ends as a room sure. and say, hey, they, they had good production. And it's not just because well, they're not good, but it's also because the receivers are really good. But I could also see them doing more because I think that's an overlooked part of this team is, you know, Mitchell Evans is a good football player. Right. And if you just look at the production he had last year in the bowl game, Ryan, and, and 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 expand that over the course of an entire season, that's 39 catches uh and and 507 yards just with him. And he had three catches for 39 yards. Like that, that's not a ton of production. Right. So I do expect it to be greater than that. I think it'll be closer to like 50 to 55 catches for 700 yards or so. Is kind of where I'm at with the tight end room, Ryan. I think it'll be good production, but it won't be what Michael Mayer did because they won't need it to be. That's the big yeah. thing. They won't need it to be. I, I'm hoping for Mitchell. Mitchell Evans is the starting tight end throughout the entirety of the year, and then Holden Stace and others are kind of mixing in. I, I'm hoping that Mitchell could have production similar to what Cade Stover had for Ohio State last yeah. year. He had like 
38 receptions for like 400 something yards and a few touchdowns. It's like, that's a nice season, right? Because yeah. you expect Mitchell Evans also as a junior to take a nice step forward as a blocker, right? Cause he got better last year, but now to take another step, you just need him to be a good all around football player, man. Like that's what you need because then you can mix and match Holden Stace, Eli Raritan when he comes back, Davis Sherwood, you can mix and match and be a good tight end room. Cooper Flanagan, maybe a little bit as well. You can mix and match and have a good tight end room. It's just, you cannot expect someone to be as dynamic as what Michael Mayer was. Like you just can't. Another part too, is I, if Notre Dame's production gets anywhere close to the last two years, it's going to be because Holden Stace breaks out and they've got two legit players at tight end, in my opinion. And and I really want to see this year. I want to see at least two throws in game, not game on the line, but like game is still in doubt throws this year to Davis Sherwood at a 12 personnel. If you're going to use Davis Sherwood this year as a blocker, you need to early in the season come out and say, we're not afraid to throw this kid to football out of these looks. So you yeah. better be prepared for it. And and I think that would give teams something to little think about. He, he's got a chance to, 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 you know, he doesn't, he only needs to touch the ball two, three times to have a big impact. Right. Yeah. So I, 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 that's something I would be curious and, to see as well. In the limited opportunities from a practice perspective in the blue gold game, it maybe sure looks like he can catch the football. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah. sure. I'm there. Yeah. Rob Osgo with a super sticker. Rob, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Slot King says Un- Hartman over under uh, pass yards at 237.5. Is that too low? Well, it depends on how the game goes, to be completely honest with you, Ryan. I mean, we we saw uh, – and Sam Hartman's played against a triple option team before. Uh, they played against Army last year, and he went 13 of 19. They won 45 to 10. He went 13 of 19 for 246 yards and a touchdown. Right. So it's right. close. Yeah, I mean, it was close. It just if Notre Dame blows Navy out, there's two ways of looking at it. One is, well, they're they're not going to throw for a bunch of yards, and he's not going to play more than three quarters. You say, yeah, okay, but to me, to blow Navy out, I don't think Notre Dame's going to do that the way they have in the past, where they just run all over Navy. Right. I think it's gonna it's gonna require them to be a little bit more uh, disruptive because, and, and the perfect example is what we've seen the first time Notre Dame played a Brian Newberry defense, which was really good at stopping the run. And that was his first defense in 2019. That was Brian Newberry's first year that year. Defensively, they held East Carolina to 84 Tulsa to 69. They held Memphis to one Oh five who was ranked that year. They held air force to, to 108 uh, they held Notre Dame to 105. They held Kansas State to 46. The only team to rush for over 150 yards that year was Tulane. That's it. And again, I want to repeat, they held Air- Kansas State to 46 yards rushing in a bowl game that year. Yep. Notre Dame scored 52 points. Why? Because they ripped them up through the air. Ian Book went 16 of 22 for 305 yards and a touchdown. Actually, I think he actually was a little less than that because I think we had a backup throw the game. But if you remember, Ian had five touchdowns that game. He hit Braden Lindsey on a post route for a touchdown. If you remember, you remember that big play it was like a 75 yard yeah. touchdown. Uh, Ian went that game. He was 14 of 20 for 284 yards and five touchdowns. I was correct. They brought Phil Dracovic in and he had a couple balls. But 14 of 20, 284 yards, five touchdowns, and he played three quarters of football. If they blow Navy out, it'll look more like that. If it's a much more competitive game and he has to play four quarters, then, okay, I still think he gets above that. So I I think he's going to get over either way because of the nature of this team. But if Notre Dame really rolls Navy, even Book, and when they scored 52 points, Ryan, he was at 284. That's right. not way above it, in my sure. opinion. So I think we could we could see we could see that. But I, I personally, if I was 
making a pick and I don't gamble, so I wouldn't gamble on it. But if I was making the prediction, I would say he would be over on that one in this game. I, I would also say over that, that line slot Kings for me looks like a situation where Vegas thinks that this game might be over kind of early and there might be some backups in at some point. Like that's that the or they're looking at Notre Dame's offense last year and thinking he's going to look more like that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the only other thing. It, it, it would sh- it would shock me if the latter was the case in yeah. that one, but we'll see. Because he only had un- he was only under that once last year. That was against Florida State in a ten point road win. He was a two thirty four, and then his next lowest was that two forty six against Army. So he was yeah. only below that one time last season. And 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 um, in two th- in two thousand twenty one, he was only below that twice. Uh, one of them was a blowout win. So. It's not something he's done often. So I think part of that, right. too, is blowout, Ryan. I think maybe part of it. Because Notre Dame is a 20-plus point favorite in this 20 game. 20 and a half, I think it was. Yeah. 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 And, and then also, like you said, just the nature of the Notre Dame offense. So that that's yep. my thoughts on it. And then we have a super chat from RJG Irving. He says, I'm headed to Dublin after the show. We'll raise a glass to salute IB. Appreciate you, my man. Cheers, Notre Dame, 37 to 13, assuming the twos play about 20 minutes. I would love that. I don't know if 37 points is going to necessarily be enough to get the twos into the game in the middle of the third quarter, which is basically what it would be if they're playing 20 minutes. But uh, I would love it, to be honest with yeah. you. I'd certainly I love, love it, that. too. Make sure that toast is a little Irish whiskey, sir. There you I'm go. here for it. I'm here for it. And then last one here from Pete Weber with a super chat. Thank you, Pete. Two days away, fellas. Thanks, Brian and Ryan, for all the hard work this offseason. It's time to let the big dogs eat. Who do you think you are? I am. So, yeah, it's man, it's here, Ryan. I mean, this is this has been a long offseason, a very long offseason. But it's here, man, and we're two days away. Tomorrow we're going to have a mailbag. Uh, so Ryan and I will answer all your questions that you have for us tomorrow. We'll have tons of fun doing that. And then Saturday, it's game day, man. We'll have uh, Sean and Vince are going to record a countdown to kickoff, and they'll put that up nice. in the morning. If you've not listened to it yet, folks, listen to that the uh, the uh, video that Ryan put up. It's on the message board. I'm going to try to get it cleaned up. Or not on the message board. It's on the YouTube channel. I'm going to try to get it cleaned up enough to put on the podcast app. I'm still working on trying to find some ways to do that because uh, old Greer didn't have his headphones in. So it, it created a little bit of a sound issue, but he is clear, right? When you listen to Greer, he comes across very clear and it was a great show. Great questions, great answers. If you haven't watched that video yet, definitely check that out. Uh, like I said, Ryan and I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to have IB Nation sports talk tonight. Ryan and I'll be back tomorrow for our mailbag. And then Saturday, it's game time, man. And so you and I are going to be together with Vince for our first post-game show of the year. That'll be fun. Uh, our post-game show is going to look a little bit different this year, but not this one since I won't be at the game. So we're going we're gonna to have some fun. But, yeah, Ryan, in, in, 20, in 48 hours from today, we'll be getting ready to kick off. It's 2.33 right now. We'll probably be about two or three minutes away from kickoff. So we're almost there, man, 48 hours. So – um, man, and we'll see. He's he's already going crazy, man. It's two. It's we're still two days away, and we'll see. Is going off. I love it. Yeah, we I love might it. have to put him in timeout just so we can chill nah, out for a minute. It's all man. good, man. <laughs> have have that energy, baby. Ryan, like you said last year, man. It's okay to be excited. It's okay to be man. excited about this football team, and I'm looking forward to seeing what we're gonna do. So, thanks for being with us, everybody. Ryan, thanks for being with me today. Enjoyed the show. He and I will be back tomorrow, folks. Make sure you're ready for that. Check out Sean it tonight. Um, on IB Nation Sports Talk at six o'clock, and we are going to have we have two new shows up today on CFB Nation. The CFB Nation, the CFB All America crew made their conference by conference predictions. They also made their playoff picks. 
their second show also made uh, predictions for week zero. They've got their Notre Dame predictions. And then they also talked about some of the N- Notre Dame storylines uh, for the season. So definitely check that out as well on CFB Nation. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. Give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate that five-star review. And if you have not done so, folks, sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. We'll talk to you again very, very soon on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.